everyone. This is Up Too Late, and I'm your host, Teresa Zoe Williams. For this month of June, as part of our Light Up the Night series, everyone who joins my Patreon at any tier will receive a free holy card of their choice from the Modern Saints, in addition to all of the other tier rewards. So check out the selection at themodernsaints.com and become a patron at patreon.com slash Teresa Zoe. Too much summer, too much fun, up too late. Tonight my guest is Disney vacation travel specialist, Jordan Sisson. She's phenomenal at her job, a great friend, and also, if you couldn't tell, a Disney file. We're going to have a lot of fun later. Being a Disney file, by the way, has its perks. There's a whole world in vocabulary Disney files are privy to, and every day is like living in a world of fantasy. It's great! Disney is also pretty family-friendly, which is part of why my parents pushed Disney on us as kids so much. It wasn't like The Simpsons or Beavis and Butthead or those kind of shows. It was clean, good-natured, smart, and entertaining. So I, until recently, had never seen an episode of The Simpsons. Because of all of this, yay strict parents. I had no real way to watch it either, unless I wanted to drop the money on the DVDs, which I did not, because I didn't even know if I would like the show. But for someone who says her whole shtick is being at the cross-section of faith and pop culture, I was seriously deficient in this area. Well, what do you know? The Simpsons recently landed on a streaming service. What streaming service, you ask? Disney+. Plus. So, the very thing my parents used to shield me from things they deemed inappropriate and undesirable provided me with that very thing. The best laid plans, am I right? So I've been watching The Simpsons now. I'm only a few seasons in, and it's really good. Now I have another thing to add to my list of reasons I hate my parents. I wonder what's on my kids' list. Welcome to the show! If you haven't gotten your COVID-19 vaccine yet, please do so as soon as possible. It helps protect you and others from this deadly disease. We do not want to tempt the four horsemen. This week's drink of the day is spiked lemonade, another refreshing summer drink that doesn't taste like alcohol at all. Ooh, I'd better not stand up for a while, though. Pinkies out! And now for a dramatic reading of scripture. This week's reading comes to us from the book of Joshua, chapter 6, verses 1 through 19. Now Jericho was in a state of siege because of the presence of the Israelites. No one left or entered. And to Joshua, 
the Lord said, I have delivered Jericho, its king and its warriors, into your power. Have all the soldiers circle the city, marching around it. Do this for six days, with seven priests carrying ram's horns ahead of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times and have the priests blow the horns. Kind of sounds like a Disneyland ride. Or the afternoon parade. When they give a long blast on the ram's horns, and you hear the sound of the horn, all the people shall shout aloud. The wall of the city will collapse, and the people shall attack straight ahead. Summoning the priests, Joshua, son of Nun. Wait a sec, I didn't think nuns could have sons. Hmm. Anyway, Joshua said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant with seven of the priests carrying ram's horns in front of the Ark of the Lord. And he ordered the people, Proceed and surround the city with the picked troops marching ahead of the Ark of the Lord. When Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests who carried the ram's horns before the Lord marched and blew their horns, and the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord followed them. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. It's a world of hope and a world of fears. In front of the priests with the horns marched the picked troops. The rear guard followed the Ark, and the blowing of horns was kept up continually as they marched. But Joshua had commanded the people, Do not shout or make any noise or outcry until I tell you, Shout! Then you must shout. You know you make me want to shout, Throw my hands up and shout, Kick my heels back and shout, Come on now, shh! So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going once around it, after which they returned to camp for the night. Early the next morning, Joshua had the priests take up the Ark of the Lord. The seven priests bearing the ram's horns marched in front of the Ark of the Lord, blowing their horns. Who's the leader of the club that's made for you and me? J-O-S-H-U-A, Joshua, Joshua, Joshua. Ahead of these marched the picked troops, while the rear guard followed the Ark of the Lord, and the blowing of horns was kept up continually. On this second day, they again marched around the city once before returning to camp, and for six days in all, they did the same, just like Disney World's fireworks schedule. On the seventh day, beginning at daybreak, they marched around the city seven times in the same manner, on that day only did they march around the city seven times. The seventh time around, so this is the seventh time on the seventh day for the seventh circle. The priests blew the horns, and Joshua said to the people, Now shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and everything in it is under the ban. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are in the house with her are to live, because she hid the messengers we sent. 
but be careful not to covet or take anything that is under the hip ban. Otherwise, you will bring upon the camp of Israel this ban and the misery of it. All silver and gold and the articles of bronze or iron are holy to the Lord. They shall be put in the treasury of the Lord. And that's the story of how we came to have parades. The end. And now for our special guest of the week, Jordan Sisson. Welcome, Jordan. Hi, Teresa. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm super excited for you guys to meet Jordan. But first, we're going to play a game. And this one is Disney Characters Catholic Association Word Game. What a mouthful. So I'm going to say a Disney leading lady because we're two ladies tonight. And Jordan will tell me which saint it makes her think of. Are you ready, Jordan? I'm ready as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we ever ask. Okay, the first leading lady is Mulan. Hmm. Okay, so this feels like a no-brainer, but I'm going to go with Joan of Arc. Yeah. Um, I mean, the parallels are pretty gosh darn obvious. I mean, you have yeah. Mulan who goes to fight for her country, and that's exactly what St. Joan did. So. Yep. And they both dress as men. I mean, yeah. seriously, if you don't know the story of St. Joan of Arc by this point in time, maybe catch up on it. And if you've never right. seen Mulan, you're seriously missing out. This is one of Disney's at, at its best. This is one of Disney's at its best. All right, let's do the next one. How about Ariel? So I went with St. Cecilia and that's ah. probably a bit obvious because obviously St. Cecilia is the patroness of music. Um, but I feel like that's something that gets like forgotten about so often when we're talking about Ariel. Like everybody knows that she's a mermaid. Everybody knows that she lives in the ocean. Everybody knows that she loses her voice. But we always forget that she was like this like prodigy musician in her family. Yeah. So that's why I thought of St. Cecilia. All right. Here's, here's a very classic princess, Cinderella. So this one I actually learned from you. I'm going with St. Germain. Yes. Because I seriously knew nothing about her until I met you and we started talking about this stuff. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, I seriously wonder if the inspiration for the Cinderella fairy tale actually came from St. Germain, just because like, just like with Mulan, like the parallels are just so obvious. You know, Cinderella's mantra is basically have courage and be kind. And that's exactly what she did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got to move on. How about Tinkerbell? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's the curveball you were telling me about. Yes. Um, yes, it is. Okay. This is so totally lame, but literally this is the first one that came into my head. <laughs> St. Joseph Cupertino. How oh, cute. That's not lame. It's cute. Cause he flew. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I can do. Love it. All right. How about this one? <laughs> the next princess is Belle. So I went with St. Therese and mm. I feel like that's like a give me one, but like, <laughs> here's my reasoning. Like, bear with me. Obviously, France. Obviously, yep. the Rose Connection. Yep. Um, but I was thinking about Belle and I'm like, okay, I feel like she needs 
to there needs to be a connection with the doctor of the church mm. like because she's super she's so free smart. She lo- yes. yeah <laughs> so how about this one this might be another curveball giselle from enchanted okay so that was another one that i didn't think about but <laughs> i'm here's off the top of my head saint john because like Mm. compare like so I always think of like Peter and John as I don't know opposites like you have Peter who's like this very serious like choleric guy and then John yeah. is like ah, crazy um <laughs> like very bubbly and stuff <laughs> um who were you thinking of that's actually one that I was just like I just oh so you cheated you, sometimes you I tried to make me yes. <laughs> That's you right. tried to put me on the spot and then didn't it's even It's my talk. show. I can do what I want. <laughs> but I like that connection though. Um, um last but not least, Sophia the first. <laughs> <laughs> we are both moms of girls. And so this we are quite familiar with this cartoon. Oh gosh. <laughs> you know, she's another one of those ones that is like she's like sugary sweet almost yeah. um at least on the like on the surface level um I don't know you got me because <laughs> so I wasn't even thinking about it. I should have <laughs> know. known I should have <laughs> known I know you I should have known but I didn't That's know right. I'm kind of a rascal <laughs> um I was actually thinking Therese for Sophia mm. um because the littleness and Sophia is all about her littleness and learning and learning how to be good, which sounds a lot like Therese as a child. (laughs) Well, that's a wrap on the princess game. Thanks for playing Jordan and being such a good sport about it. (laughs) Hey, that was fine. That was fine. Good. Good. I'm glad. Um, Sometimes I worry. (laughs) So before we move along, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and who you are and where we can find you? Sure. So, um, my name is Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) I live, I'm a Connecticut native, native, still living in Connecticut. Um, I have um, been married to my husband, Nathan, for almost five years in September. We have a now three-year-old daughter named Amelia, um, who is Teresa's goddaughter. Um, They share a patroness. They are both under the patronage of St. Therese of Lisieux. And I have to say, it it shows for both of them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're not the first person to say that to me. Um, so by day I am actually a communications officer in academia, um, at a university and by night slash weekend slash my spare time, um, I am a travel advisor specializing in Disney destinations, universal cruise lines, all-inclusives, all that fun stuff. Um, but I got into wherever you want to go, Jordan can get you there. Yeah literally just about anywhere. Um, and I got into that actually to you. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact, everyone. I used to be a Disney travel specialist as well. And I quit that a little while ago so I could write more. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? The world needs more Teresa. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I do on, um, basically whenever I have a free moment, um, because I grew up going to the Disney parks and, um, 
was basically raised during peak Disney Renaissance and I love all things Disney. I am a hundred percent a Disney file and um, it's been so much fun over the last three years to be able to help other families experience the same Disney magic I experienced growing up yeah. um, in a completely new way. And especially now going to the Disney parks, specifically Disney world is yeah. just so different than it ever has been. And it's really overwhelming and it requires a lot of inside knowledge and navigation and stuff. And it's my job to help everybody kind of tune out the noise and focus in on what actually matters when it comes to planning that dream Disney vacation. So and your services are completely free, right? Absolutely. So um, this is not like going to a travel advisor, like in a brick and mortar, where they charge you like a surcharge for their services. Jordan is completely free for your use. Um, yeah. There's no extra fees on top of your vacation um, for using yeah. her service, which is why it's such a great deal to do this and to have someone do this for you. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's Jordan. Great. Thank you so much. So where can we find you? So the best, where do you want to be found? I'm on Twitter, but in, I'm like not super active there anymore. I use Twitter most frequently when I used to be a journalist. Um, but if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at by B Y Jordan says in my first and last name. Um, that's J-O-R-D-A-N-S-I-S-S-O-N. Um, and then um, for on, on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash F-V by Jordan. And I'm on Instagram at Fantastical Jordan because my agency is Fantastical Vacations. So <laughs> all of that info will be in the show notes too, just in case you didn't have your pen and pencil handy. That was a lot. Yeah. So be sorry, sure guys. to look her. No, don't be sorry. Whatever. Be sure to look her up um, now. Jordan is going to help us with the top 10 this week. And this week, I present to you the top 10 Disney parks rides, according to Jordan. <laughs> I gave, or I didn't even give Jordan anything this time. I asked Jordan to come up with her top 10 rides, and I'll give her a chance to tell us why. So coming in at number 10 is a Walt Disney World ride, the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Yeah, so this is one of the newest attractions at Walt Disney World. and it's just so much fun with, with the theming and, you know, you get to go into a mine cart through the seven dwarves mine. And, um, it's a really fun, basically I would call it an introductory level roller coasters. Okay. So at number nine, you put Disney world's big thunder mountain rail rail. Oh boy. Walt Disney world's big thunder mountain railroad. I do not have a speech impediment. Not normally. It's, it's a mouthful. It like is. I girl, literally my road. My family refers to this as just Thunder Mountain, and I'm sure most yeah, people same. do too. Um or Big the full, Thunder. The whole attraction name is like, could you pack more syllables into probably, but they shouldn't try. But yeah, exactly. So okay, so, how about number eight? You put the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I love the Tower of Terror. Um, and it's hilarious to me because I was like not a thrill seeker as a child. I still really am not as an adult. Like I'm one of those few people that like, I feel like most of my colleagues, fellow agents that you talk to will have like rock and roller coaster somewhere on 
the top list. 10. Yeah. I do not because I hate roller coasters that go upside down. <laughs> um, the Tower of Terror is about as close as I come to thrill rides. Mm. Um, the other really cool thing about this attraction is they pack so many details and like hidden facts around this attraction you could spend just a whole day hunting down every single reference that they have somewhere in this ride which is super super classic disney at their best here okay at number seven you put disneyland's pirates of the caribbean okay i love this version better too because it's longer and that i think it's a more complete story but the queue isn't nearly as good as the queue at walt disney world so like for me, it kind of almost comes out at a draw. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I chose it for the exact same reasons. It's longer and the story, like I remember going on it the first time and I had no idea what to expect. And I was just like blown away because it just felt so much more developed than what I was used to. Okay, let's see. At number six is Disneyland's It's a Small World. Both of these versions are a draw for me. I don't think I could choose one over the other, so... I chose Disneyland because I'm a hardcore Mary Blair stan. Oh, I love that woman. And I am like this. I I recently read this book that my friend gifted me called the Queens of Animation. um, That basically (laughs) goes through the history of women who worked at the Walt Disney Animation Studios. And I knew about, I was like, Mary Blair was on my radar when I read that book. But then it got into so much more detail about her and her work and her experience working for Walt Disney and also a little bit of her personal life. Like I had no idea that she was married to an abusive husband and like dealt with that the entire time that she was yeah. um, working. She has such a rich story. Exactly. Like, and, and, and how she, she just poured was into so her brilliant workings. just in terms of the attraction itself. I most of the time am a Walt Disney World or a Walt Disney just in general purist. Um, mm. But I love how they added in like the modern characters and stuff that was just so much fun for me to see when I was in Disneyland visiting and this is the one that Mary Blair started out at so that's true yeah yeah oh I love it okay number five you put Disney World soaring around the world again that's because I haven't been to the one at Disneyland um but I think at this point I think they're they're both the same they're both the same so okay we got to keep this rolling how about on number four you put Disney World haunted mansion again this is only because i've only been to disney world because when i was at disneyland it was closed for the night overlay yeah um which i was super it was like a dual bummer because i didn't get to go on the haunted mansion and i also didn't get to experience the haunted the christmas overlay Um, oh my goodness which just looks amazing it's so cool we are such huge nightmare fans in this house same oh my goodness And the Haunted Mansion has always been my favorite ride, period, since I was three years old, which, if you do the math, is eight years before I went on the ride. So I'm a huge Haunted Mansion fan as well. But then the the Haunted Mansion holiday, which is when they do the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay at Disneyland only, I walked into that attraction not knowing what I was going to see and just like seeing it for the first time again. Like I remember the feeling. I remember my face like, oh, it's so, so good. Again, this is one of those attractions and the overlay 
where Disney is at its absolute best. But I'm actually with you. Disney World's Haunted Mansion has a couple extra rooms. They're a little different. I like the style of the house that they built there better than the antebellum style. So Disney World's Haunted Mansion is my favorite Haunted Mansion just between the two. But Haunted Mansion Holiday is actually my favorite favorite of all time. All right. Number three is another only Disney World ride. The Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, which is also one of my favorites. It would have made my top three as well. This is one of one of those attractions. Like this is where me being like a Disney purist starts coming out because um, the People Mover was, I believe, in a I don't think it was opening day at Disneyland, but it was one of the the original attractions in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. It's no longer there, um, and it's still at Walt Disney World, and it's just right. like. Walt's whole vision for this, what ultimately was supposed to be Epcot, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. um, Like a better way of living. He was designing like a whole, a whole city for anyone who doesn't know. He was, he was designing a city and had all of these thoughts and ideas of how to arrange it so that people would live and work more harmoniously and have better balance in their lives, period. Um, which after living in Los Angeles, I can't imagine why he would want that. I love Los Angeles, but man, it can be a real bummer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But coming in at your number two is Spaceship Earth, which is also only found at Disney World. Yes. And that's the attraction that's inside the big golf ball. ball. (laughs) (laughs) We hate saying this. It pains us both, but for your sake, listeners, for your sake, the golf ball at the entrance of Epcot. Yes. (laughs) Um, it's so funny because this has always been one of my favorite attractions. And like my parents thought I was just such a weird kid. (laughs) One of my favorite rides, but like as an adult, looking back on it, it makes so much sense because it basically chronicles the history of communication. And I, was a communication arts major in college. I went on to work in journalism for six years and like it tracks. Um, Right. So this is very important. This story of this industry basically is very important to you. Yeah. Like what was very involved? He wanted to tell good stories. And so obviously the history of communication is essential to that. So I feel like this is a ride about Walt in a lot of ways. Yeah. Okay. Number one an attraction that started out in Disneyland and has now found its permanent home in Disney World, an absolute classic, one of my top three as well, the Carousel of Progress. Oh man, there's so much I can Ugh. say. Um, yeah, so, I know. I mean, this, this attraction was created for, was it the 1964 World's Fair? It was mm-hmm. sometime in the 60s, the 1964 yep. World's Fair. Um, and it's just... You know, when you think about it in that context of like what the world was looking like at 1964 and what what Walt Disney was able to accomplish in creating this attraction, it's just insane. So Um, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's a theater in the round. So you sit in your seats and you move in a circle around these different animatronic dioramas of different periods of American history all connected by the lovely theme song, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, written by the Sherman Brothers, Brothers. who are responsible for so many of the Disney songs we know and love, like all the classic ones. 
that's your top 10, everybody. Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Um, remember to check out the show notes about where to find Jordan, what she does, and how that can be helpful to you. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Teresa. It's time for our weird saint of the week. This is a saint we talked about with Jordan a little bit earlier. It's Saint Germain Cousin. She was a sickly French peasant girl whose mother died when she was an infant. Her father remarried, but her stepmother was super cruel and goaded the stepsisters into being cruel also. Cinder, I mean Germain, slept in the stables with the animals. Germain was a shepherdess and, although illiterate and unable to write, she learned so much about God and became very devoted to him. The pasture that she grazed her sheep on bordered an area that was inhabited by very vicious wolves. But every day, Germaine would leave the flock in God's care so she could go to Mass. And never were her sheep harmed. Never. That's how much she trusted God and how much God did for her. As a young woman, Germaine died of her illnesses while sleeping on her straw pallet in the stables, the place she had come to call home. She really is like a real-life Cinderella. You can read all about that connection, though, in my upcoming book, Princessology, a Catholic Field Guide to Fairy Tale Princesses, coming out in November. We celebrate St. Germain in the Catholic Church on June 15th. Thanks, everyone, for joining me tonight for another episode of Up Too Late. Up Too Late is a Grexley podcast. Find other cool shows at grexley.com. And don't forget, as part of our summer Light Up the Night series, if you become my patron on Patreon this month, you'll receive a free holy card of your choice from the Modern Saints. Join today at patreon.com slash Teresa Zoe. Special thanks to Jordan Sisson for joining us tonight, and a special thanks to the Disney Company for giving me access to The Simpsons. Now the other kids won't make fun of me anymore. You can always find me on Twitter at Teresa Zoe and on Instagram and Facebook at Teresa Zoe Williams. God bless and keep you. Sleep well and have sweet dreams. May your guardian angel be close at hand. And Mama Mary wrap you in her mantle. Go to sleep! <laughs>